You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, I'm Mo Crumb. And I'm Harrison Crumb. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we talk to reality TV star from Big Brother Season 16, Zach Rance, about his first marathon experience and why he thinks the marathon is harder than an Ironman. What is up, everybody? Harrison here. You might hear it in my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather today. Had to skip my long run. Ugh, I hate when that happens. But anyways, I'm so excited to present today's guest. Uh, Mo really wanted to participate in this one. Um, of course, sometimes, guys, we just got to split up the duties, the, the parental duties. So here we go. We talked to Zach Rance. He is a reality TV star. If you've ever watched Big Brother, he was on season 16, which was my personal favorite season. Um, we'll talk to him a little bit about that, but really for the last 10 years, I've been obsessed with this show. Mo watches it a little bit, but she's the kind of person where she'll just read the spoilers. She doesn't want to sit there and watch all the episodes. Um, I actually watch and digest every single one. So it's been a ton of fun, but Zach has always been one of those super memorable contestants. Just the way that he would give these passionate speeches, he would call the other house guests names. <laughs> it was super entertaining watching him. Um, he was hilarious, but you could definitely tell that he had this shift. You know, he kind of went from being a kind of a goofball, um, someone you wouldn't take very seriously to all of a sudden, you know, now he's a life coach, a health coach, a nutritionist. He's training for a marathon. He's doing an Ironman, you know. So all these things that have, have really transformed in his life and he's still himself you can still hear as you listen to this interview his passion for life uh, his comedy you know but at the same time you'll hear how just hyper focused he is I think what I loved so much about this interview was his view on failing 
so I'm not going to give too much away. I, I, I want you to listen to it and hear it from him. But just so you know, I, we also did this over video. And this was his request. He's like, hey, let's do video. And it's so funny because, you know, you can totally tell he's had practice being in front of the camera. Um, when you watch him versus me, don't laugh at me, guys. <laughs> but I'm totally not comfortable in front of the camera yet. So something I'm actively working on. Um, but if you want to check this out, it's on YouTube. Go to uh, our channel. It's Crummy Marathoners. Go ahead and subscribe. It would help us out a ton so we can start to grow that channel. But uh, here it is, you guys. Let's dive deep into this interview with Zach Rance. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, everybody? This is my very first video podcast by request of the one and only Zach. Zach, you're pushing me to new limits already. <laughs> um, everybody, if you don't know who Zach is, he is uh, not only uh, an amazing marathoner, Ironman finisher, uh, reality TV star. He he was on Big Brother, which is my favorite show. And in fact, my favorite season of all time, a Big Brother uh, season. Was it 16? Season 16? 16, that's it. In 2014. So... Um, we'll, we'll jump into a little bit of the Big Brother stuff, but mostly we're talking about marathons. So, Zach, as I told you before, the purpose of this podcast is all about marathon training for beginners. So, you know, people who are training for that first event, they have no idea what to expect. They come to our podcast to get those details and to be entertained. So, I figure best of both words, worlds, we'll get somebody who can entertain them and also somebody who can uh, teach them, you know, because I know you do some coaching as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's jump in. If you want to introduce yourself, tell us where you're from and where you're living. Sure. My name is Zach Rance. I'm 31 years old. I live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, it wasn't until COVID did I start running and exercising outside. Once the gyms closed, didn't really have any other options and uh, just quickly fell in love with the runner's high. And um, I wish I would have knew about your podcast back then because I could have learned a few things uh, and shortened my learning curve because I, I experienced a lot of good and a lot of bad, you know? Man, what, what to say about the marathon? There's so much. But before we dive into that, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now, you know, career-wise. I know you're doing some coaching and, and all that. Do you want to jump into that? Yeah. So I have been in real estate uh, for the last six and a half years. So I'm a licensed real estate agent in South Florida, um, but recently in the last two years launched my life coaching business. I'm a certified life coach, certified nutritionist. Uh, so I help people lose weight. I help people with mindfulness and mental health practices. Uh, I help people stay accountable to the commitments that they, they make over the phone. Um, and those are my two businesses, real estate, life coaching. I have a few clients actually that are preparing for their marathons. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, so can you, can you tell us what it's been like post big brother house? Uh, is that kind of when you started uh, real estate, started coaching? How did that come about? Because one second I'm following you and you're making goofy videos and the next second I'm following you and it's like, bam, you're, you're like complete 180. It, it yeah. looks like you completely changed your mindset in your life. Great question. I'm glad you saw that. So after being on big brother, I came out of this house with 
300,000 plus Instagram followers and a lot of attention and articles being written about me. And it went right to my head. I became a narcissistic, pretentious douchebag. I thought I was hot. And once the next season came around, no one really cared about Zach Rance from Big Brother 16. I got super depressed, uh, didn't really do a lot, started abusing alcohol and drugs. And uh, long story short, a friend of mine uh, was like, hey, we're hiring real estate agents for our real estate company. Are you interested? I figured I'm not doing anything else. Might as well give it a shot. That was in 20, the beginning of 2016. Um, and then from there, I just started waking up early, started reading a lot more books, started getting my health on track, started to take inventory of my habits, good habits and bad. Um, and those results really compound over time, right? Yeah. So a lot of those good habits, whether it's saving money or eating healthy or being present, especially when I train, uh, all those, all those uh, habits compound over time. And now I'm here in 2021 and I'm a certified life coach and nutritionist and real estate is still going really well. So I'm super grateful, super blessed. I feel like uh, just taking it day by day, being 1% better each day. And whether it's wake up one minute earlier, one extra rep at the gym, one less soda, over time, those small wins amount to massive results. Yeah, that's powerful, Zach. The good news is you bounce back so quickly from that, having now been a better person and helping a ton of people along the way. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about maybe... I don't know, a person that you've coached recently or, or somebody that you've impacted that's, that's really stuck with you? I mean, there's so many. I mean, recently, my most recent client came to me because he wanted to lose 100 pounds. And on our first couple sessions, he was telling me that his house is a little messy and he doesn't really throw a lot of things away. And then we start to get deeper into that about he has a, an addiction to unbuying things on Amazon and his house is full of things he doesn't use and doesn't need. And we started to get really dialed in on personal finance and money management. And I was like, all right, I need you to make a list of every single one of your monthly expenses, your fixed monthly expenses. We're going to go through this line by line. Well, a week later, he figures out he's been spending 60 bucks a month on a car wash he doesn't use. He's been spending 30 bucks a month on a gym membership he doesn't use. His phone bill was much higher than it needed to be. His internet bill was much higher than it needed to be. So we really got down and dirty into how we could save more money. Um, and I ended up saving this guy over 450 bucks a month just on his monthly expenses that he doesn't even use, right? Uh, so that ended up paying not all of the coaching, but paid for a majority of the coaching. And uh, now he's doing better. He's down, I think he's down 14 pounds and he's feeling good inside his body, saving money. And um, it's just, it, it makes me feel good that I'm able to provide yeah. all this great value and, and really help someone on not only a physical level, but a mental and uh, habitual type level, right? Yeah. I mean, I think what most people need is just someone to hold them accountable, right? Someone who's not their cousin or their sister or their, you know, parent. I mean, they just need someone who's invested in them. And, and I'm sure they really appreciate that. So, um, Zach, let's, let's jump into a, a little bit of Big Brother because I know some people listening are going to want to hear a little bit about it, if mm -hmm. that's okay with you. Absolutely. Cool. So I, I just have to know the one question I've always wondered about the Big Brother house is you're sitting in the, you're making, you're, you're casting your vote. And everyone says you look absolutely stunning, uh, uh, Julie. And I've always thought, why do they say that? And then it finally dawned on me, 
is it an inside joke? Can they not see her? Or can you actually see her? Why does everybody say that? We cannot see her. Okay. I no, we do, we do not see Julia. I No, but no. Okay. So, but we do see her on the TV when we're all in the living. Okay. When, yeah. Sitting down. Yeah, I got you. So okay, I don't know. I don't okay. think it's an inside joke. I think they just say that she looks stunning because we see her on the TV before we go into the diary room, if that makes sense. I got you. Yeah. I'm not totally. really sure about that. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I just have always thought about that. I've been watching the show for a long time. So, okay. So you were on season 16, which is the, the season of the epic uh, Derek, um, anyone who's watched Big Brother knows, you know, he's like one of the best players of all time. What was it like being in the house with him? Yeah, really great guy. Um, he was, no pun intended, like my big brother, right? I really admired him. I really respected him. I valued his opinion. Um, I trusted him with my life, to be completely honest. Looking back, I feel super foolish, though, because he was lying about everything. Um, yeah. And, uh, I had no animosity or resentment towards him afterwards just because he was playing a game and yeah. he played it better than me. And I respect people that do better than me. So yeah. it kind of is what it is, but he he's a really great guy on the show. He's a really great guy off camera. Um, still talk to him all, all the time. And um, That's awesome. it was, it was a, a blessing to be able to play with one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Well, and then you played with Nicole, also one of the greatest. And mm-hmm. and Frankie, Ariana Grande's brother, do you still keep in touch with any of them uh, aside from uh, Not as much as uh, you would think, but uh, okay. you know, we're all just so busy living our own lives and doing our own thing. Nicole yeah. just had a baby. Frankie, I'm pretty sure, just got engaged or married or something. And he's, I don't even know where he's living, honestly. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't speak to them often. I'm, I'll be honest. I really don't. Yeah. Should keep in touch with them more, but... We're all super busy with our own lives, right? I mean, I don't even keep in touch with my best friends from college, right? right. I, I, yeah. I don't even keep in touch with my best friends from college. How am I supposed to keep in touch with, you know, someone who I only knew for four months? So yeah. um, I love all of them. Love yeah. all of them. They're all incredible people. They all have amazing hearts. And uh, I respect and love all of them. But it's just, it's tough for us to stay in touch, right? Yeah. Would yeah. you do it again if, if, if given the opportunity or was it kind of a... Waste of time. Um, I don't think the the economics would work because I wouldn't do it for how much they paid me last time. Sure, probably wouldn't even do it for double. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. let's let's talk about fitness. Um, yeah. So you 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 were always fit. Look, watching Big Brother, you were never an overweight guy. I mean, looking at you, I would have never thought that you didn't have a quote unquote healthy lifestyle. But what yeah. pushed you into starting to, to run your first marathon? Yeah, great, great question. So I was actually working with a life coach client of mine and his goal was to run an eight minute mile. And right. I said, uh, we'll call him Rick. His name's not Rick, but we'll call him Rick. Yeah. I said, Rick, you can run an eight minute mile right now. He goes, no. I said, look, if it was for a million dollars cash, I guarantee you could run an eight minute mile. He said, uh, maybe. I said, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you ate? He said, eh, about like an hour and a half ago. I said, okay, do you feel okay right now? He said, yeah. I said, can you run right now? He goes, sure. I said, okay, tie your shoes. I'm going to tie my shoes. This is over the phone. Yeah. Tie your shoes. I'm going to tie my shoes. I'm going to call you back in 10 minutes. Stretch out. We're going to run a mile together. Okay, great. Sounds good. Tie my shoes on. I go outside, put on some sunscreen, put a hat on, put my Oakleys on. You know, I'm getting ready. I haven't ran a mile in year, years. I mean, like... This, this yeah. was this was uh, August of 2020, so sure. like 12 months ago, not long ago, it was a year ago, and yeah. uh, I haven't ran a mile. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a pretty fast guy though. I'm like, you know, I, I can I can run a six minute mile. I'm like, eh, I'll run a six minute mile. I'm not worried. 
Um, and I, and I'm hyping him up. I said, I said, Rick, it's for a million freaking dollars, dude. If you can just do it this one time. And let me tell you something, Rick, when you feel like you're completely gassed, when you feel like you can't go any further, you're really only at 40%, right? It's all between the ears, dude. You got one shot. You ready? He goes, I'm ready. I said, all right, hit the timer. I hit my watch, right? Or no, I didn't, ha- I didn't even have a watch. I mean, now I have Apple Watch and Garmin because I'm yeah, not serious yeah. about it. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like at the time, I didn't even have a watch. So I was using Strava on my phone. And I'm running and it tells you like your pace. I'm like, all right, five minute, 30 seconds. Cool. Five minute, 30. And I'm, and I'm running, right? 540, right? I'm like, all right. I end up finishing. I, ran, I think I ran like a 603, like just wow. over a six minute mile. Yeah. And, and I'm hyping him up because he's still running. I'm like, Rick, this is your last chance. This is your last chance. You got it. You got it. He ended up running like an 802, right? But he's like, dude, I can't believe I did it so well. Like, thank you so much. I said, look, this is what you learn. It's, it's all mental. It's all mental. So we get off the phone. Obviously, it was a great time. Um, and I'm like, that was fun. I'm like, I want to do it again. But obviously, I'm gassed and I can't run another six minute mile right after. I'm like, all right, what should I do? I'm like, I should run a marathon, right? I should <laughs> run a marathon. I'm like, no, too easy, too easy. What's the hardest race I could do? Start Googling. Iron Man comes up. I watch one YouTube on Iron Man and I was like, done. I was like, done. I literally, that minute, it wasn't, it wasn't 30 minutes after I was done running the six minute mile. I DM'd every Ironman coach on Instagram. I was like, I'm going to hire a trainer immediately. DM'd every single Ironman coach on Instagram. Just had a talk with this great guy. Uh, he said, sure, I'll be your coach. This is how much it costs. I said, how do I pay you? Paid him his money. We spoke on the phone. I'm like, which one should I register for? He's like, do this one in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's at that point, it was like, you know, eight months out. Perfect. Yeah. He's like, he's like, honestly, it's kind of, kind of close, but I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll do this today. <laughs> that day paid 800 bucks for the Ironman, paid him 200, 300 bucks for the training, um, bought a freaking TAC X Flux X2 the next day. I mean, I, I was all in immediately, all in yeah. immediately. Right. But that, that's, that's how I am with life. That's how I am with life. Everything I do, whether it's starting a real estate business, starting a life coaching business, it does. It, let's go. I, I want to fail. I want to fail. I don't prepare. I do not prepare. I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm going to screw up. I know I'm going to screw up and then I'm going to learn how to do it better. And then when I do it better, I'm going to screw up faster. I'm going to screw up faster the second time. And then I'm going to try again. And then I'm going to screw up faster the third. How many times can I fail in the shortest amount of time? Right? So signed up for Ironman. I'm going to get to the point about the marathon. Signed up for Ironman. Signed up for a half Ironman. So like, let me do a half Ironman in between. Signed up for a half sure. Ironman. Um, and then, uh, it, dude, I, I started running. I'm like, how the next day, I'm like, let me see how far I can run. You Wait, do you want me to keep going on with the story? Oh, yeah, this is okay, fantastic. Okay. I'm, like, I'm like, let me see. This was the next day after I literally, I didn't buy the, the trainer yet. It was like that week though. Because the trainer is yeah, like yeah. 900 bucks. It's like 900 yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. An exp- you know, it's an expense. You just got to buy it one time. But anyway, so... The next day after I signed up for the Ironman and bought my coach, I'm like, dude, I'm just going to see how far I can run. He goes, all right, do your thing. Woke up at 630 in the morning, started drinking some water, and I just started running. I was, I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm just running east. I live about like seven miles from the beach, okay? I'm like, I could probably run seven miles. Dude, it was, it was probably 45 
minutes into my run where I'm like, this is not easy. I'm starting to walk. I was just running too fast. I didn't know anything about pace. I was running too fast. Yeah. So I had to call Uber. I had, or no, no. My dad picked me up. I called my dad to come pick me up. My dad takes me home. And uh, then, then from there, I was like, all right, I got a lot of work to do. Started doing the training plan. And then about uh, December came around and I really wanted to do a marathon. I was like, I, I, I want to run a marathon before my Ironman. My coach says, no, you're not doing that. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. And I don't care what you're telling me. He's like, it's not a good idea. You got to be in good shape for your Ironman. Don't run a marathon. I yeah. said, hey, dude, respectfully, I don't really care what you have to say. I'm running a marathon. So I hired a running coach. So I, I <laughs> fired my Ironman coach, right? Fired my Ironman coach, hired a, a marathon coach. The goal was under four hours, right? Okay. Goal was under four hours. And I was feeling good. I got to the starting line, no injuries, feeling good. I did a couple like 12 milers. Um, I did a, a, like one or two 16 milers. Like never go. got over 18 miles though, right? <laughs> and when I did it, I, I was running at a 930 pace. I mean, decent, not great, obviously, but you know, going into this marathon, I was like, all right, four hours, four hours. I got this, right? And uh, the it was the hardest day of my life. It was harder than the Ironman. Was wow. run, running that marathon under four hours way harder than the Ironman? It was just so mental, dude. Like it was. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you say that was harder than the than the Ironman? That's surprising. Yeah, just because you know the Ironman, the swim, swim is easy. Yeah, you you just got to keep going. Swim is yeah. easy. Just don't stop swimming. You know, <laughs> listen. When you got five hundred people behind you swimming fast as hell, you'll keep going. Yeah. All you got to do is look behind. <laughs> Have you ever done an Ironman? I, I've I've done I've done a, a Olympic triathlon. That's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You you know how it is though. You look oh, behind yeah. you and you see hundreds of people swimming behind you right at you. Oh, you'll keep going. Yeah, so yeah. to me, the swim is, is you're gonna do it. It's easy. The bike, you're chilling. Bike, you're chilling. Right. Yeah. The marathon afterwards is tough, but I run and walk, run and walk. With the marathon and doing it under four hours as a goal, I had to keep a nine minute pace the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you can't stop to take a piss and you got to be really dialed in and strategic about fueling and nutrition. You don't want to drink too much and get too full. You don't want to eat too many carbs. I mean, like, so I I came out really slow. I'm like, let me just hold like a 930. And I held 930 for like four or five minutes. Then I'm like, screw this. I'm I'm like, I'm a, I'm a beast. I'm a beast. I am not running a 930. We're going to like 755. And I, and I start, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you my splits. We'll put it at the end of this video. I mean, like come mile eight, mile nine, I'm running seven thirties and seven fifties for like eight miles. And I'm feeling good. And the whole time I listened to Lion King on repeat. <laughs> Why nah, Lion King? And I'm like, listen to uh, just on repeat. Like just, that was the, that was the song I would listen to in the morning when I did my runs, when the sun was rising at the beach. And like, that was okay, the song okay. that just like got me so hyped. Like, you know, cause it's, it's all like, this is all mental. And then I, that's the one thing I want everyone to understand. Like, this is all mental. You think you're tired. You can keep going. Yeah. And when you push those walls and you push your limits, that's where you grow so much. Right. So, so in this marathon, you know, come mile eight to like mile 17, I'm running like eight, eight minute splits. Um, and then come mile 19, 20, I, like, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. I was just like, I was toast. I was just like, yeah. this, is, this is not. And I still had seven, six, seven miles left. I'm like, I start crying. I'm literally about to cry thinking about. It. I'm like, I'm like crying. Like mile 18, mile, I'm like, 
I'm like, oh my God, like this is the hardest thing I've ever done. This is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. And, uh, you know, you just, you just do it. Like, it's like, it's now or never, man. I got six more miles to go and I just got to hold a nine minute pace and I hit my goal. You know, it's like there, failure was never an option. Like there was no doubt in my mind that I'm going to run a four hour marathon. There is no doubt in my mind that I'm finishing that Ironman. Failure was never an option. And it was just, it was, it was the hardest day. That was the hardest day of my life, that four hour marathon. And dude, I was miserable for the next two days. As soon as, oh, yeah. as soon as I crossed the finish line, like fell like a ton of bricks, took my shoes off. My, my feet are bleeding, tons of blisters, headache. I had a headache for the next two days. I mean, I was, couldn't walk. I mean, it was miserable. I mean, so it was, it was a tough, tough day. What, what did that do for you mentally though? In the aftermath, having done now the hardest thing of your life, which was mm-hmm. this marathon, yeah. how did that affect you mentally? Great question. And it, it's a hard question to answer because Right afterwards, it was, I love running. I'm never going to run a, a slower not slower than a nine-minute pace mile ever again. Like, I want to run a three-hour marathon. I want to run a, you know, and I'm going to have all these crazy goals of like yeah. running, running, running. But then I realized soon after, I'm like, this is not for me. This, this, this running 30 miles a week thing, not for me. It, yeah. And a lot of impact on the knees. I started my, my hip, my hip flexors and my psoas were getting inflamed. I, my, my kill, I started getting micro tears in my Achilles. Like it was just, you know, and it, it's not a recovery thing, man. I mean, I'm, I'm good about the recovery. I get massages every week. I foam roll every day. I hit yoga twice a week. I'm nutrition's dialed in, you know, and I have humility. I could be better at those things. Right. But it, like, it was just the running's not for me. So then it was like, all right, maybe the triathlon is good. So now I, you know, I just really fall in love with the swimming and the biking aspect. I, I love, I just love doing that. I, I feel strong on my feet. I look good. Um, and the, the time management skills that you have to do when you're putting in two and a half hours a day in the training, but mentally, I mean, it, it showed me that I am capable of more than I realized. Right. And yeah. I low key wish I would have even created more urgency. Like I wish I would have done the marathon sooner. Like, like now it's like, what's next? Like I'm either climbing Mount Everest <laughs> running a 100. No, I'm serious. I'm either climbing Mount Everest running a 100 mile marathon, like this Ironman thing. And I'm not bragging. I hope no one takes this the wrong way. You know, some people you can't share your goals with because they think you're bragging. But to me, Ironman is too easy. It's too easy. I'm, I don't even, I, I won't even train and I'll, and I'll do it. It's all between the ears. I'm, I'm a mental warrior. I'm a mental freaking warrior. Like, like I will do that Ironman easy. So I need something, I need something bigger, but I think the whole process of marathon running, that's really what you fall in love with. The race day is great meeting people. Cause you know, you meet people that you're pacing with. Like I was pacing with this, this short, uh, she was wearing like a Colombian flag, I think on her thing. So it's like short Colombian girl. And she's like running so fast. And I'm like, how the heck is she so fast? And I'm just pacing with her and I'm pacing with her. And then eventually I'm like, you, she's like, come yeah. on. I'm like, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. So it, the, the race day is fun, but it's really falling in love with the journey and falling in love with the process. And you learn a lot throughout the training. Yeah. So, so you did the marathon. Now it was time to shift and, and get ready for the Ironman, um, which you think is easier than the actual marathon. So, so walk me through so you talked about the swim a little bit. I got to be honest, when I did the swim of my Olympic triathlon, which is way uh, shorter of a swim, I completely panicked in the water. Yeah. Um, but for you, yeah. I panicked you, too. The first five minutes, you panic. Yeah, that, yeah, you okay. can't breathe. So that's normal. Okay, Yeah, good. yeah. Okay, good. So, but then you got through that. 
Um, how's the bike though? A hundred plus miles. I, I can't even fathom it. To me, it's just so much time on your butt. It's so yeah. long. Uh, it's, it's not fun. No, it's not fun. Come mile. I, I really broke mile like 95. Once okay. I got to mile 90, I, I was cash. I was like, I still have another 22 miles. Like I'm like, um, Tulsa was a hard day. It was cold. First of all, the water was 68 degrees. So my, my hands went numb. My ankles went numb. Uh, my, my, uh, my freaking what's it called? My wetsuit was rubbing. Yeah. I was like, why is I came out with a gash? I'm bleeding Ooh. down my right here. You can see it. I'm like yeah. bleeding down my arm. Um, and so com- coming out the water, it, it was it was. I, you would have thought I saw a ghost. I was like, <gasps> yeah. It was raining all day. There was potholes. It was a tough. It, my coach actually raced that race with me, and he huh. said it was one of the hardest ones he's done, just because the weather did not cooperate. The, the streets were full of potholes. Um, but the bike, you're just chilling. You're just, I yeah. mean, depending on like what you're trying to do. Me, I was just trying to finish. 17 hours was the goal. I okay. knew I did my swim in an hour, 20, hour 30. I knew that I just had to finish the bike in eight hours, which is about 12 and a half to 13 miles per hour on the bike. Okay, not which bad. Is not, it's not, that's not that fast. You know, bad, you, yeah. could eat, you could easily maintain 13 miles an hour, but you got to piss. You got to eat. You got to, you know, take a break sometimes, right? So... The bike, the bike is kind of, it's kind of chill. It's nothing, it's nothing too, too serious, but going in from that transition from bike to run, uh, yeah. I felt, I felt incredible. Honestly, after the really? bike, I, well, you know, when, when you're done with like the swim, you're like, all right, I'm done with the swim. Now I just got two more events. Right. And then I'm done with the bike. I'm like, all right, don't bike. I'm like, now all I got to do is run 26 miles. And I think I had, I think I had six hours at that point. It was the cutoff was 5.30 for the bike and I finished like 4.45. I think I had six hours to do the marathon. I think I had to run like an 11.45, 12-minute pace. I think okay. it was. Okay. Um, and I'm like, oh, I feel good because it's all mental, right? It's all mental. I'm right. like, wow, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. So I'm running. First four miles, 9.30 pace. I'm like, yes. I'm like, let me just try to get to like 12 miles at like a 9.30 pace. Got to my 12 miles. My biggest mistake was stopping at the 12 miles. I should have oh, kept going yeah. and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right when I stopped, I didn't want to run again. My body was stiff, mm. stiff. I, di- I didn't want to run again. So I was like, let me just walk. Let me just walk. And my hips started really hurt. I was mm-hmm. injured, man. I got pictures and videos. I was limping, limp, literally limping. When I got to mile, because I started doing run, walk, run, walk, like run to that light pole and then walk for 30 seconds, run to those cones and then walk, right? Which is a pretty good strategy, which I think I'm going to actually utilize in my next Ironman because I, I made up such a good time doing that. But um, once I got to mile like 16, 17, I was almost crawling, just like limping because I was in so much pain. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, should, I shouldn't have stopped. I should have just kept running for yeah. as long as I could. So I've never even seen an Ironman event. Would you say most people do kind of a walk run interval for the marathon portion? No, I, th- I think most people just do the slow, slow, steady pace. I got you. You know, you got the people that are running three and a half, four hour marathons, which is right. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I think most people are just doing slow and steady pace. And let me tell you something, you know, all the people that do the Ironman, they do not look like me. There are 250 pound, 50 year old men. There are 80 pound 90 year old women doing these races, dude, beating me. <laughs> I, I did 16 hours, 18 minutes. There are 90 year old women that are beating me in these Ironman races. So that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. So, so let's talk about some, some tips and tricks that you can give a beginner who's listening to this, who's like, this is that guy's, he's too intense for me, man. He's got this mind worked out to where he's doing stuff that that pushes him to limit, but I'm Mm -hmm. not there yet. You know? Mm -hmm. So, so can you give us some tips on the mindset side and then on the actual training side of, of training for a marathon? I think the, the biggest principle and the foundation for success in anything is consistency. Don't go run 12 miles and then take a week off. Run yeah. three miles every every four days, right? I think consistency is so important because we want longevity. No one says I want to run a marathon because I want to tear my ACL. That is never, <laughs> never have I heard someone saying, I want to run a marathon because I want to tear my Achilles. We don't want to get injured here, guys. We don't want to get injured. We want to just continuously make progress. And I think where I screwed up and I wish I would have learned and hopefully I can help people shorten their learning curve when it comes to marathon training or any training in general is like, don't go too much too soon. Don't go too fast too soon. Slow and steady. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I wish I would have knew that going into this. Uh, But my personality doesn't really do well with slow moving. I'm just 110 miles an hour straight. So that that's one thing I think mentally just understanding that consistency and longevity is the goal here. The goal is not to get hurt and it's very easy to get hurt. For example, when I was running at first, I was lifting too high on my leg. Like I was like running like this, like high knees, man. Yeah. And I started feeling a lot of pain right here, you know? And then I started to realize that it's more of a, it's more of a, a slide, right? It's more of a slide. Like you don't like, you don't want to pick up too high. It's more of just kind of like you're sliding and running, right? So that's one thing. And then I was a leaner. I was running like this. I had my head over my knees, over my hips, and it was yeah. putting a lot of pain and stress on my lower back. So starting out with proper form is great. You know, you want, you want to start out with proper form because we don't want to get injured here, guys. We don't want to get injured. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of like, the, I don't want to talk too, too much, but I think those are the two things yeah. that are the most important that I would tell a beginner is, hey, we're doing this to feel good, not to get injured. Yeah. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Don't put, don't too, too much too fast. And also take inventory of, of your form because running isn't like super technical. Like this isn't golf or anything, but, um, you know, you want to do it. You want to do it the right way. You want to do it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. No, solid, solid advice. And, And I think just those two takeaways for a lot of people listening will be really helpful because I mean, look, people who decide to run a marathon are different up here, right? People who have made up in their mind that they're going to go out and do something that the world sees as crazy as run a marathon, they're pushing themselves to the limits already. So, mm-hmm. so that advice of staying consistent, stay steady, yeah. avoid injury. I mean, that's what we all need to hear. Yeah. So I'm sure there's so much more, Zach, that you could share um, on a one-on-one basis if people reach out to you. What's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is probably on my website, lifecoachzach.com. All my stuff's there, YouTube, Instagram, email. You can hire me there, lifecoachzach.com. Awesome. Zach, if you could be anything, do anything, what would it be? I wish, well, it's kind of like a superpower, but I wish I could see all the electromagnetic waves in the universe and the ether, you know, because I'm putting out good energy. You have great vibes. Like, I wish I could see 
what's going on in between my, my screen and your screen. And, and I can see your mind opening up and you could see my mind expanding, right? That would be really yeah. cool. But if I could do anything or be anything, I don't know, man, I want to find something that matters so much to me that I'm willing to die for it. Hmm. Like the Ironman, for example, like I'm borderline willing to die for it. Right. But hmm. I did it. So yeah. now I'm like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to die thing. for Ironman now, but I want to, I want to find something I'm willing to die for. You know, like there's people that are willing to die for their country. And I love that. And it's so admirable. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, like, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not willing to die for my country, but, um, I want to find something that I am willing to yeah. die for. That's yeah. admirable. I've, I've never heard anyone say that before. So next on the horizon, you've talked about maybe a hundred miler. You've talked about yeah. Mount Everest. I mean, I look forward to seeing it. So I look forward I to following your journey that. on, on Instagram and, Thank and, you. uh, We'll encourage everyone who's listening to go follow. Um, your Instagram handle is, I'm sorry, remind me. Zach Rancy, Z-A-C-H-R-A-N-C-E-Y. And the Rancy is just uh, like a nickname, right? The adding the yeah, Y there? Yeah, well, because someone just took Zach Rance. So oh, okay. <laughs> it was the closest I can get to Zach Rance. And for some reason, Instagram, it doesn't allow me to change it because it's a ver- they say it's a verified account. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, it used to be Rancy Pants. That's what you it said was on Big Rancy Brother. Pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. This is awesome, man. Well, I, I'm I'm uh, starstruck. I, this is awesome talking to you. you. You're one of my favorite, most memorable. Honestly, the Fruit Loop Dingus thing. I still say that to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, do people Love come it. up to you randomly and say that? Yes, all the time. <laughs> Does it bother you? Uh no. Okay. I mean, you invented it, so <laughs> it's yours forever. Yeah. Exactly. Thank That's you, awesome, my man. man. Thank you so much. Hey, it's been fun. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.